Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Windchill Factor Podcast. Today, I have a super, very special guest. I have my new co-host to the Armchair GMs, my man, Ryan C. What's up, bro? Dude, exhausted is an understatement. I am being run ragged for like the last week or so because of the new affiliation between my platform and built in buffalo so the built in buffalo show work just everything just ah man being run ragged but having fun while doing it so i guess that's the important thing yeah man at least you should having fun it's better than not having anything to do at all <laughs> so yeah so um at least we're going in the right direction super excited you know to to have the partnership with you know obviously your platform um you know, I super excited to bring you on, and now the relationship is just growing. Uh, so a lot of big things in a very short amount of time. Uh, so things are looking great. Um, but again, it's, it's great to have you on the show. Um, again, this is you know kind of like a promotion for our, our new show that we're going to be doing, um, Armchair GMs. So uh, today we're just going to talk about obviously the Texans game we'll get into it how the bills have looked through the first quarter of the season well I guess it's not the first quarter anymore not there's 17 games but you know what I mean roughly, um roughly roughly exactly <laughs> um and then also we're gonna look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs matchup uh how they look and uh you know what, what we expect from that game um so just to get started uh first of all what would you think of how the Bills performed against the Texans just overall. Yeah, man. Um, I was honestly pretty surprised that it took them so long to get any points on the board at all, right? There was there was no points on the board from special teams. There were no defensive takeaways that resulted in any points. Um, there was literally a minute 59 left in, um, in the first quarter when Dawson Knox scored that touchdown. So I was a little surprised because um, – you know, obviously we had seen that the Texans had been a little bit better than we expected in the beginning of the season. Um, but we've also been able to see what this team has been able to do on, you know, what I consider all three sides of the ball uh, so far this season. So I was surprised that they went, you know, let's say 98% of the first quarter um, without putting any points up. Obviously, um, heavy weather was a pretty big factor as well. Uh, and so you were relying mainly on, Special teams, uh, Diggs had a drop and a fumble, which I uh, don't know if that's happened before. Uh, and you were saying before the show, probably never going to happen again. Um, and, you know, totally agree. Um, so, yeah, but a really big positive was the running game. Obviously, uh, the run game uh, was something that we wanted to see improve from last season. It was kind of a slow roll there in the start of the season, but we've seen Moss um, – kind of almost overtake Singletary uh, in being like the more productive back. Uh, but Singletary was even able to get away and do some damage this week as well. Um, my only real concern still is that offensive line. Like they did not look cohesive at all. Um, it looked better than it has in the past, uh, the past couple of weeks for sure. And I know Coach McDermott really liked what he saw out of the Texans game. So he's going to continue to shuffle up the line a little bit. Um, 
I know people are talking about uh, Boogie Basham potentially coming in for next week as well. Um, so, I mean, hey, you want to talk about throwing a guy to the wolves, throw him in, throw him in against Kansas City. Um, but, yeah, so it's um, – I was still kind of disappointed, um, let down by the offensive line. They definitely need to perform better. Uh, but seeing that the run game increased and seeing that these guys definitely were productive in the passing game, given the heavy weather uh, and the special teams on point as always. So um, overall, good game. Overall, we're looking at at a, a Super Bowl team, right? This team was not playing Super Bowl football week one, kind of week two. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a, at a Super Bowl uh, level team right here. Probably literally one of the best in the NFL at right now, if not. No, we're, we are the best. I'll say it. We're the best. Hey man, that's that's not you know a far fetched thing to say. I don't think very many people would disagree with you. Um, you know, you look at the Cardinals. I guess you, there's an argument that can be made for them, but you know they kind of struggled with the Jaguars, and you don't you know you don't want to see that. I mean, you know, we struggled with the with the Steelers, of course, but you know, Week One is always a liar. Week One is always an anomaly. Uh, look at the Packers; they got absolutely crushed by the Saints. That's not real life, you know what I mean? Uh, and, right. You know, it, it, we have one less preseason game with the the week off after you know the third preseason game. I'm sure that maybe threw some people off, um, and I, I think that maybe contributed a bit. Um, and so you see, you know, week one a little bit, uh, you know, what you're not expecting. But uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think. Uh, the, the lack of scoring early had a lot to do with the rain. Um, looking at the game, it looked like Josh just couldn't get a grip on the ball. Like his first pass was just straight up a, like, I have no idea who you're throwing it to. Like, you know, Stefan Davis is coming over the middle and, uh, you know, the pass has got to be at least two feet above his head and it goes right to the defender. And, um, and I'm thinking like, Josh, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, then the very next pass, he threw it to Diggs again, and it maybe went like four or five feet over his head um, over on the sideline. And I was thinking, okay, it must be the rain. It, it has to be the rain. Um, and then his first completion was to Devin Singletary, and that was even high, you know, and that was like a, a you know, kind of like a check down. So, you know, at, at that point, I was pretty sure. I was like, okay, yeah, the, the ball is wet. He doesn't have control of it. Yeah. Um, and eventually he, you know, the, the rain stopped and, and he started to, to look pretty good. There was really only one more bad pass, uh, which was in the end zone. It, it was a probably what the PFF would call a turnover where they play. Uh, that was definitely probably a sure interception. If like we played the Chiefs or something, people who were taking advantage of the opportunity, but they uh, dropped that pass in the end zone and we were able to go ahead and kick the field goal. Um, red zone offense didn't look super great. Um, do want to see that cleaned up. Of course, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge like what the Bills did and didn't do well because the rain was so heavy, man. It was so heavy. But the defense was absolutely nuts. Defense uh, defense really went crazy. And um, to zip two opponents in the first four weeks and then, you know, the the other two opponents have, what, a combined score, at least the score that the defense – the defense let up, you know what I mean? It had to be what, like 37 points between two teams. Um, so 37 points through four weeks. That's not even 10 points a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Right. And that's um, and that's less than we've put up in like the last two weeks, right? We put up 35 nothing on the Dolphins. We just put up 40 nothing on Houston. So that's like 
essentially what we're putting up in a game. Yeah. And I think we've, we've scored 35 plus in nine of the last 10 or eight of the last nine, something like that, which is absolutely nuts. It pretty much just tells you how prolific this offense is. Um, but, you know, here's some stats for you guys uh, just to tell you how prolific this team is looking through the first, you know, quarter-ish of the season. We're first in yards. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We're first in passing yards uh, allowed per game. We're first in points per game allowed. We're first in yards per game allowed, period, all yards. We're first in turnovers. First in turnover differential, tie for first with Dallas, um, which means Dallas has less turnovers than us since we're first in turnovers. That means they must have, you know, uh, they must have caused left, less turnovers than us. Um, so we do want to clean that up, up a little bit. Um, you know, between fumbles and the two picks that Josh has thrown, uh, the one – that was just a great play by Xavier Howard. I don't really know how else to put it. Um, the second one, obviously, the ball just got away from Josh. And, um, you know, with those two being his only interceptions, it kind of makes me feel good because those are two, you know, anomalies. You don't really expect to see that too much more too much more often. Um, second in points per game for the offense. Second in kick return average. I think the Cardinals might be first because they just took one back, which boosted their, you know, average greatly. Um, I think it might be the Cardinals or the Jaguars is one of them, too. Um, and then fourth in rushing yards allowed per game. That was our weakness, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, people could run all over us was, was uh, you know, the M.O. on the Buffalo Bills, right? Fifth in rushing yards per game. That was the second weakness, ladies and gentlemen. People say we couldn't run the ball. Now we're fifth in yards per game on, you know, rushing the, the football. And then we're sixth overall in yards per game, period. Now, we know that Josh is probably going to finish the season top 10 in passing, right? If not top five. So that means if our rushing game is fifth in the league through the first quarter of the season and Josh hasn't even hit his stride yet. I mean, he's starting to get there, but I don't think he's like hit it, hit it yet. Right. I want to see him hit it versus, you know, Kansas city, but it, you know, that's very encouraging, you know, to, to have, have us be so, you know, top five and six in every major category, basically. That's pretty crazy, man. Um, I know that the the sacks, I think we're top 10. Um, we we had five interceptions in the game, and that is crazy. That's nuts. You know, so um just overall, the, the Bills are looking good. Um, and I'm expecting a lot from them this season. Uh, next up, we have. Uh, so hold on, I, I do want to say too before we get off that topic. Um, Ed Oliver has been looking good, uh, really good this season. He, I mean, you want to talk about a classic example of stuffing a runner at the line? I mean, this man teleported. He was th- that man didn't take a step. Um, and then on top of that, too, we have to give recognition to uh, Tremaine Edmonds for the interception uh, people finally still yes people still talking about how he's not um you know as productive as he should be and listen the man's been in the league uh at, he came in at 21 he's he's what 23 now um I'm 22 he's literally a year older than me all right by by like 5 months i think i did the math so we were born the same year we're like 5 months apart he's 5 my 5 months older than me um he has so much time and he oh has God. so Scary. many physical attributes 
And I listen, I get it. People saying, well, he's been in since 21. He's 23 now. He's what? That's like three, four years. Well, yeah. yeah. I think he's been so, since he was like 20 or 19, something like that. Yeah. So so people saying that he's been in the league for, for so long, like he should already be developed. That's not how development works, right? Right. When you when you when you look at and I'm not going to really hammer down on this too much, but when you look at a player like Tremaine Edmonds, because it's so rare for somebody to come into the league at that young of an age, you have to look at hockey development because that's essentially what you're doing. You're drafting somebody in the NHL. You're not drafting somebody that's 23 um, years old. You're drafting somebody that's 18, 19, 20, right? So you're you're drafting a child is essentially what you're doing to play professional sports. And so no matter if it's, you know, being played on ice or being played on grass, um, the development takes a lot longer. So the number of years he has in has nothing to do with his development. Um, it comes with being older and his body reacting differently to treatments and to the conditioning that's happening. So um, we, you know, we got started in on him early with the IQ. Uh, you know, we raised his football IQ. We worked on some of those things that can't be done on the field, uh, but can be done at a younger age. So his potential is still sky high. He is productive. He does what he needs to do. But now he's starting to make those bigger plays, like getting that interception in the game. He's starting to fill that role even more. And it definitely helps having somebody that's there consistently next to him, like Matt Milano. And we saw him struggle last year when Milano was out with a lot of injuries. Maybe that was the year before. I can't remember. Um, But when Milano was out with injuries all the time, he was definitely struggling because he didn't have that solid, you know, that solid base next to him. So um, I definitely, definitely needed to give a shout out to him and Ed Oliver because Ed Oliver definitely two players that people needed to see perform really well this season, and they have so far performed really well this season. Absolutely, very well said. Um, I feel like you're absolutely right. I don't understand the argument of I don't want to hear anything about potential or how young he is. I mean. Maybe you don't want to hear it, but those are two very valid points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's right. a good player who's super young, super talented, and has a ton of potential to get extremely better, you know, you know, w- w- much better. Um, so I, I really like his, his potential. I like what he already brings to the table, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not Darius Leonard or anything like that, but who's expecting him to be as of right now, right? Um so I think that, you know, we, we get a decade, maybe a decade and a half, something maybe out of, out of Tremaine Edmonds like that. You know, with him being so young, I think that's just the benefit to us. He's a top half of the league linebacker at the age of 23, which is where most linebackers enter the league, right? So yeah, I'm not concerned about Tremaine Edmonds at all. I really like him, and I'm glad he's on our football team. Um, you know, you mentioned Ed Oliver. Got to also mention Boogie Basham got his first sack of his career. So, you know, shout out to Boogie Basham. Starla Tulele was going crazy. It, listen, Ed Oliver and Starla Tulele, when you watch the film, those guys were, oh, my God. They were destroying the Houston offensive line. Yeah. It was absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, uh, AJ Epinesa, look, man, everybody got their shine. You know, uh, Matt Milano, unfortunately, went out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I hope that had more to do with the fact that we were just blowing out an inferior team that he didn't return and that he'll be okay. I know they said he's day to day, Um, you know, so, you know, hopefully we're at full strength when we have to face the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Um, So I'm excited about the potential there. 
Uh, AJ Klein came in, did really, really well, got a tip pass and, and forced the turnover for the interception for Micah Hyde. Look, man, the defense just absolutely balled out. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, great, you know, notice from you, Ryan, uh, you know, pointing that out. Uh, that was a very good point. Um, and I agree with you 100%. Um, but are you uh, you ready to move into talking about next week's game versus the defending AFC championship? Absolutely. Defending AFC champions, rather. All right. So Sunday night, I believe it's October 10th. The Buffalo Bills are going to be traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. The two and two Chiefs versus the three and one Bills. Now, last time we faced the Chiefs in the regular season, we lost by like two possessions, I think. Um, but the game was closer than people like to give credit for. You know, they like to say that. Oh, yeah. Of course, the Chiefs ran all over us, and um, of course, we we were missing our top two defensive tackles in that game, which people never seem to want to point out. But uh, we we weren't at full strength. And they ran all over us and still only beat us by one possession. You know what I mean? So uh, the, the weather wasn't great. You know, it was a lot of different factors for that game. Um, and then the AFC Championship game, say what you want. Um, I saw a lot of calls that weren't called. Let's just put it that way. I'm not going to blame the refs or anything. They were the superior team. I'll give them that. I just feel like if one team is seen as the superior team, they don't need extra help to win games. So that kind of pisses me off. That's kind of annoying. I don't like, you know, when that happens, but I digress. Um, the bills look really good right now. They're number one in D DVOA number one in ESPN's FPI rankings. Um, it, it looks like it's, it's all uphill for Buffalo right now. After week one, they're on scoring opponents. What is it like? hundred and, 118 to 21 points in the last three games. I think yeah. it is something like that. It's absolutely nuts. So um, people are looking forward to this game and the chiefs coming off of two straight losses uh, in back-to-back weeks and in, in weeks two and three to the Las Vegas. No, it was the, it was the Ravens and then it was the chargers. So it's, it, it should be a pretty good game. Uh, what are you looking forward to in this game, Ryan? Man, so so first off, I, I agree with everything you said. When you look at even the AFC Championship game, again, it looked ugly. I mean, ugly. By the end of the game, we were down by two touchdowns, right? So it's, it's close. It's definitely close. Um, I mean, it's definitely a revenge game, right? Um, that's Kansas City, the team to beat in the AFC uh, I will say this, though. I said prior to the start of the season on uh, one of my other shows that Kansas City as a team is going to regress. Um, I think it's obviously no secret that Patrick Mahomes probably, I mean, definitely is uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the most, one of the best athletes in the world in professional sports. Um, he just, the, the ball just, floats out of his hand so easy he he knows um what to do and the fact that in his first season he couldn't read an nfl defense and was still able to do what he did um he's he's a next level athlete that said um it it comes down to money and it came down to who you could keep 
And you can have all the talent in the world, but we all know, especially as Bills fans, that that doesn't matter if your guy doesn't have the protection and the weapons that he needs. Um, so for me, you know, the Chiefs D is smart. They're athletic. Um, they're hard charging. They're going to take advantage of any offensive line uh, weakness that that exists. And again, that's still even playing the Texans was wholly inconsistent uh, from an offensive line point of view. Um, so they need to step up. They need to be a a brick wall uh, this weekend, um, preventing quarterback pressure. Um, you know, pre- preventing quarterback pressure is, is what's going to let us win this game. So go back to the AFC championship game. Um, our defense did pretty much essentially what it needed to do to keep us within two. It was not being able um, to, it was not uh, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip that around. I don't know where I was going, <laughs> going with this. Um, the, the quarterback pressure, um, Obviously, you needed the two touchdowns on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Our offensive line wasn't great last season. A little bit better this season, still not great. But being able to put pressure on Mahomes was the biggest thing. If we were able to do that, there's no that we we win that game and go to the Super Bowl, right? You're within two. Whether it's those calls, no matter no matter what happens, you put pressure on Patrick Mahomes and make him do wild stuff and become chaotic. you're going to keep that game within one or at least tie it, if not win it in regulation. So I need Epinesa and I need Basham and I, I need, um, you know, Rousseau. I need these younger guys that were all brought in um, to put pressure on the quarterback and be, make the defense better because of the chiefs game to play against the chiefs and do what we need them to do because all the road to the AFC championship leads to Kansas. It it goes through Kansas city. I don't think anybody's, um, you know, disputing that right now. Yes. They're, you know, two and two, but they are still the team to beat um, from last year. So I'm, we need to be at a hundred percent. If we're not at a hundred percent for any other game this season, you know, 99.99, I'll take it. The Jets just beat the Titans. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, we need to be at 100% against the Chiefs because, you know, it 99.99%, that's who we're facing uh, in the AFC championship game. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that our defensive line is, is absolutely better than it was last season. Um, what scares me a little bit is sometimes they, they get stalled and they don't create any pressure, really. Um, you know, like Washington football team, when, when we played them, I know that people were saying that I haven't got a chance to look at the tape yet. So um, I, I really don't know for sure what the problem was, but it, we didn't generate any pressure at all. Um, people were saying that we were playing contain, um, trying to keep Tyler Haneke in the pocket. But, I mean, he left the pocket multiple times. So I don't know <laughs> what that was all about. Um, 
but I, I do think it's you know our defensive line is a lot better than it was last year, and um, uh, hopefully they'll be able to generate some pressure on Patrick Mahomes and actually get to him and not have him running around in the backfield and, and then just launching the ball 40 yards downfield to a wide open receiver, um, you know, like we see him do so often. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, you said it, Pat Mahomes is next level. He is next level, absolutely. But, I mean, you better be next level when you come in and you have a genius, an offensive coordinator, and Eric Bieniemy, a genius and quote-unquote football whisperer and head coach Andy Reid. You have – Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, yeah, Kareem Hunt at the time. Um, was it Kareem Hunt? Yeah, Kareem Hunt at the time. Yeah. Um, now they have Clyde Edwards Lair. Um, that defense even looked pretty good. They got the Honey Badger. I think they have Josh Gordon. I don't know if he's gonna play, but Josh Gordon's super talented. Um, you know, so like they they have a ton of talent over there. And yeah. it, it seems like they're always looking for more talent to bring in. Um, and, you know, I I guess we'll see how that works out. I don't necessarily think just bringing in pieces and adding them to your team is how you get better. Um, I personally would like to believe that the consistency and the continuity model that Brandon Bean is, you know, using uh, will pay better dividends for us, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, the The Chiefs defensive line, uh, they were blitzing a lot last year. And, you know, when nobody can create separation, then, you know, the blitz is, is of course, going to work. But I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think, you know, with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, obviously, I don't see anybody covering Cole Beasley one-on-one. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, I don't see very many people covering him one-on-one. Gabe Davis, uh, Dawson Knox looks a lot more consistent this year. He's balling. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, you know, the running backs are looking better. Um, you know, uh, Zach, or Devin Singletary can catch out of the backfield. Zach Moss can block very well in black, in the backfield. Um, and then not to mention the run game, like as we mentioned, it's top five in the NFL so far. So I don't know, man. I think we have the more complete team because the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs defense is absolutely horrible. They're putrid. They suck. You know, yeah. Um and maybe it's because of a lack of a game plan. I don't know. I feel like you should have a pretty good game plan against a division rival in the Los Angeles Chargers, but they didn't. I mean, that uh, Herbert went crazy. I mean, listen, first off, I'm going to be, I love, I love Justin Herbert from the moment he was drafted. Chargers were good last year with him. I mean, he balled out, you know, but at first people were like, well, you know, it's his rookie year. He just got put in like maybe he's going to regress and he's going to like settle in. He's not slowing down at all. Right. Like the Chargers, a very underrated team in the NFL right now. But when you look at the score yesterday of the Chiefs game, they played the Eagles. Who are The Eagles are now one and three before yesterday's win. The Chiefs were one and two. So and they and they won forty-two to thirty. That's a touchdown and a field goal. So you won by a touchdown and a field goal against the Eagles. And forty-two and thirty are high scores in an NFL game. So you so their defense is bad enough that an Eagles offense, which is essentially held together with bubble gum 
is putting up 30 on you and is within, you know, a, a, a touchdown and a field goal of tying the game, um, you better have a plan for dealing with what is right now the number one defense in the National Football League uh, and dealing with the number one offense in the National Football League. And, oh, yeah, we probably have a top three special teams in the National Football League. I mean, it is all all you know, full speed ahead. All, all systems are rolling when it comes to the bills. So, um, you know, I'm not going to get too excited about it uh, because it is the chiefs. Uh, but when you look at what they've done this season, you should be putting up 42 to nothing against a one and three Eagles team. Jalen hurts. You know what I mean? Um, versus, you know, letting them come within within that, whereas Buffalo is putting up 35-nothing, 40-nothing. Uh, and granted, these are not great teams either that we're putting up big scores on, but we didn't let them come within a touchdown and a field goal of us. They, they were, you know, a, a game behind us, a full mm-hmm. game behind us. Huh? Absolutely. You, you, you said it. I mean, I don't know who the Chiefs have played this year. I can look up their schedule real quick. But, I mean – I don't care who you've played this year. They haven't. The defense just hasn't looked good. Uh, you shouldn't be giving up 437.8 yards per game. That is 31st in the NFL. They give up 31.3 points per game. That is 31st in the NFL. <laughs> They've given up 125 points already this season. Buffalo Bills so- have given up 44. So I'm I'm looking at their listen. They were they were barely winning in preseason. Um, let's just just really quick through preseason because I, I want to use this as a baseline. And they were playing their starters, by the way. Yes, uh, yes. In preseason, their first game was against the 49ers. They won 19 to 16. In the pre, in their second preseason game, they beat the Cardinals by a touchdown and an extra point, 17 to 10, and they beat the Vikings 28 to 25. So that's that's their preseason, right? This so this is not a Chiefs team that we have seen since since Mahomes came in. All right, their first game they open up against the Browns. They win thirty three to twenty nine against Cleveland. They then play uh, the Ravens. They lose by a point, thirty five to thirty six. They then lose the next week to the Chiefs. Or sorry, they are the Chiefs to the Chargers. 30 to 24. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Eagles and they win 42 to 30. You then play Buffalo, Washington, Tennessee, the Giants, Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. We're potentially looking at if they keep this going. And I mean, listen, we're going into what, week five? Mm-hmm. We're heading into week five. If you're still playing like this to week five, and you're definitely playing like this into weeks eight and nine. I would start looking at Baltimore or the Chargers, the Packers, the Raiders well, twice. Not, well, yes, but I'm I'm saying I would start looking at um, the Chargers and Baltimore as AFC teams that you're potentially going to face in the AFC Championship because. Okay. 
with if they're playing like this into weeks eight and nine, the rest of the season for for Kansas City is a wrap. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, which is sure. insane. Or or they do in their first round exits, right? They they go they and play this a way. wild. Yeah, yeah. They or they go play a wild card and they win against you know Cleveland or whatever. Because um, at this at this point, Pittsburgh's not making it. Um, which I may or may not have called that, but you know, to each their own. You're definitely, uh, you know, you go and then play Buffalo at home. If Buffalo keeps playing the way that they're playing, you're out at that point, right? So, I mean, this is this is uh, again, this this comes down to you paid excess amounts of money to go ahead and win the Super Bowl, and fine, whatever. That's the name of the game. But now you can't pay these guys. Um, and you have some big holes, especially when it comes to the fact that you revamped your O-line and you played your starters against preseason guys and you were barely winning games. I mean, come on, Minnesota, you barely <laughs> beat Minnesota in preseason playing your starters against, come on. Yeah, I, I don't <clears throat> I don't necessarily put too much stock in preseason games, but, uh, you know, now that you mentioned it, when I was watching it, I was like, hmm, they don't look awesome, Right. Um, and I was thinking eh, it's just the preseason, right? <laughs> and then they come out in the regular season and, and don't look awesome. They start the game getting blown out by the Browns. Now, of course, it's the Browns, and you know the Browns can't always take advantage and put their foot on somebody's neck, um, you know. And, and they let them come back and win that game. And honestly, the Browns had an opportunity to win the game. It's just that Baker isn't a top ten quarterback, so he wasn't able to capitalize on that. But you still gave them the opportunity, which is nuts. There has not been a team this season so far since week one that hasn't scored at least 29 points on a Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah. That's... The Bills are first in – well, yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I believe the Bills are first in points per game. I said that, right? I yes. You, I don't know, man. You were th- okay. Second so in points per game. That. Second in points per game. Second. All right. Well, because you were throwing out a lot of, you know, first and seconds with uh, where we are because we're but it's just, you know what? And it's not being cocky about the Bills. It's just recognizing that they're on a roll. And when you have all three mm-hmm. misses on a roll, you're not you're, you're it's going to be very hard to stop that. And when you're the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, there's the stigma around it because it was like, oh, man, now we you know, we just got done with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Now we have to switch over to Mahomes and the Chiefs. Clearly, this isn't it because you're not playing Patrick Mahomes in the like you said. I know you don't give a lot of stock to the preseason, but when you're playing Patrick Mahomes in your preseason and you're barely beating the uh, Minnesota Vikings second string guys, which on any other team are like practice squad guys, come on, you know what I mean? It's so it's you know tale of things to come. They've definitely struggled. I don't know if they're gonna be able to bring it back. I'm hoping that it's if they do, it's not against Buffalo. Um, but when you play the teams that you've played and you've had the outcomes that you've had, clearly defenses on the weak side um, for Kansas City, and we're going to exploit that. Yeah. Man, exploit that. The, so the Bills and the Chiefs are tied uh, for second in, in points per game with – I believe it was 35.5 points per game, right? Which, yeah. okay, now let, let's take that and in, in say, uh, I'm sorry, 33.5 points per game. All right, cool. We know that the Chiefs' offense is prolific. I'm not down. No, I don't think anybody's saying otherwise, right? But when you consider that the Bills' special team is better, the Bills are allowing 11 points per game, 
which is first in the NFL. And the Chiefs are allowing 31.3 points per game, which is 32nd, 31st in the NFL, excuse me. I think that gives the Bills the decided advantage, right? Because if both offenses are out there firing on all cylinders, except one offense is not going to let you go deep, one offense is going to take away your big playability, which I'm sorry, one defense, excuse me, is going to take away your big playability, which is what the Chiefs want to do. They want to go deep. They want to create big plays, right? And so do the Bills, except the Chiefs' defense is, is easily worse. You know, I mean, look, look, at, look at the stats. The stats speak for themselves. And then, like, it's, like I said, the Chiefs haven't been playing, like, amazing competition. They're not playing us and the Packers and teams like this and getting blown out. They're playing, like, the Raiders. You, you, you know, you mentioned all the teams they're playing. So it hasn't been great competition, the, the Browns. The rate, like we saw what the Browns look like last week versus the, the Vikings. Vikings aren't like an NFL world beater, and they almost lost to them. They should have lost to the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What even, I mean? so, even that, so, like, I don't. So they haven't played. Um, you know, they haven't played the Raiders yet this season. But even then, the Raiders aren't. Even though the Raiders are undefeated, they haven't played great teams either. So it's still kind of a wash as to whether or not they're for real. Um, but when you look at the Fed, you're playing the Chargers, which, again, underrated team in the NFL this season. They're going to be so good. Um, they not have only all- that, but they play the Chargers again. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but the next game is not in Arrowhead. They beat the, yeah. the, they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Then you got to yeah. play the Raiders twice. And I think the Raiders have the, the formula to beat the, the Chiefs because – they got a quarterback who is absolutely balling out right now. So if you're giving up 31.3 points a game, Carson, I'm sorry, uh, Derek Carr is balling. He's throwing for like 300 yard, 300 yards per game right now. He's gonna light your defense up. Not only that, but they have a defensive line in Max Crosby and uh, Carl Nassib. Yannick Ngakwe, I believe, is on the team. They have the defensive line that can rush four, go get after your quarterback. And still be able to drop seven and play, you know, play zone defense and, and, and stop you from being able to throw downfield, stop you from right. being able to get the easy passes in, in the soft zone. And you like, gotta play them twice. I'm you gotta play your Packers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so looking at the rest of like Kansas City's schedule, not to like just hammer down on Kansas City, but the rest of Kansas City's schedule, I see them winning five, maybe six more games this season. That's yeah, it. Like you're getting beat by Buffalo. Yeah. You they like they might get beat by Washington. They might. Not if Washington's defense figures it out. I can see it. They might. They could. They're probably going to beat the cheat uh, or the Titans. Probably going to beat the Giants. Uh, they're going to lose to the Packers. You're going to lose to the Raiders. You're going to lose to the Cowboys. You're maybe you're going to beat. Oh the my Broncos. God! They play the Cowboys. Oh I yeah. Wait for that game. You're gonna you're gonna that. you're gonna beat the Broncos. You're gonna lose to the Raiders again. You're gonna lose to the Chargers again. You're gonna steamroll Pittsburgh. Uh, you're gonna steamroll Cincinnati, and then you're gonna um, beat the Broncos again. So you're like you're winning your last three games of the season, but you're losing to the Chargers and the Raiders twice. And the Cowboys. with the way the Chiefs are playing right now, I don't know if the Broncos is a gimme. And I'll tell you why. That's the true. Broncos have an amazing defense this year. Of course, they haven't oh, yeah. played like amazing competition, but they're they're still dominant. You know what I mean? Like I think we're second. Or no, we're first in points per game allowed. They're second in points per game allowed. Yeah. And they're like a point behind us at like 12 points or something like that, right? So the, the Broncos defense is balling. I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, a gimme to score on them. And Teddy no. Bridgewater is doing pretty good. So when he yeah. comes back from injury, 
that offense may you know be may be able to move the ball versus that future defense. All right, so 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 let's let's split Denver then because they play them twice, right? So we'll do like a Bills Dolphins thing. You're gonna win one, you're gonna lose one, but you're definitely beating Cincinnati, right? the The offensive oh, line, sure. the offensive line to protect Burrow is just not there. But Burrow does have the weapons. I mean, they had the weapons when Dalton was there, but that's a different story. Um, you, you know, Burrow, it, Burrow is the QB, right? I mean, dude is good. I said, I said uh, that he would be. If for some reason Cincinnati could make it to the playoffs, he's a dark like this season. He's a dark horse MVP candidate for me because he's for short. Like if Cincinnati makes the playoffs, it's on the back of Joe Burrow, right? Um, so that connection with Chase uh, Jamar Chase is very good. Yes, yes. Uh, so like you're definitely um, beating Cincinnati. You're definitely beating the Steelers. You know you might beat Washington. It might be a trap game. Uh, I know that the Jets just beat the Titans, but I think it was just a trap game for the Titans. Titans uh, are missing two. There's two Titan wide receivers, which is interesting how the last two games the Jets have won, the Browns didn't have their wide receivers, and now the Titans didn't have their wide receivers, and they were able to get those dubs. That's that funny. is true. That is true. So, I don't know, man. It's just – it's it's kind of scary, though, for a team in the AFC, and for so long it, it was dominated by the Patriots, and then it looked like he was dominated by Kansas City – to now turn around and go, dude, the AFC is, is like almost wide open this season. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that was what is encouraging for me. Now, I I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say that I don't think the, the Chiefs make the I don't think the Chiefs miss the playoffs because I think that they will. I'm sorry, I think that they will make the playoffs just because that offense is nuts, you know, because that offense scores so many points that it, it makes up for the defense, to be honest with you, right? Um, so I expect them to probably win more games than they lose, but I expect them to lose enough games to the point that they are not the number one seed. And if they're not the number one seed, if they have to play all three rounds of the playoffs before the Super Bowl, if they have to go on a road to play a, a Buffalo Bills team or a Baltimore Ravens team with their great coach in, in, in Harbaugh, he, he's a damn good coach. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's not too many other dominant teams in the AFC right now. Um, so I really don't know. No. Like I said, like I yeah. said, you're going to, you're going to need to look at, um, the chargers for sure. Look at Baltimore chargers sure. Raiders too. Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the Raiders haven't played that great of talent. So it's still kind of like a 50, 50, like we'll see, but yes, Raiders chargers for sure. Baltimore has been on a roll. So definitely pay attention to that. Um, I'm not looking at any other AFC East team because they're all one. Oh, they're garbage. Yeah. They're all one. See, for me, it, it kind of, it's kind of like matchups make games. And so although I don't believe in the char- the Raiders, like um, they're playing the Chargers tonight, and I probably want the Raiders to beat the Chargers because I just don't believe in the Raiders. But I kind of believe in the Chargers. I think the Chargers can be a problem. So I don't want them gaining momentum, right? So I would rather the Raiders win this game. But – I think that that defensive line can cause a lot of problems for Pat Mahomes. And I think that Derek Carr playing the way he is versus that awful defense in Kansas City can cause a lot of problems for for the Chiefs. So that's my hope is that, you know, maybe if they have to go to Las Vegas, it's not going to be a super easy matchup. If if they have to go to Los Angeles and play Joey Bosa, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy throwing against Derwin James when Justin Herbert is on the other side of the field lighting up your defense. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of my hope because I, I don't want the 
see the Chiefs in the playoffs. I, I just don't, you know, because anything can happen. Like that offense is so is so potent that like anything can happen. So I, I really, you know, want them to play the best defenses. And and of course, ironically, the AFC West looked like they got four of the best seven teams in the AFC right now. Right. So yeah, it's. Yeah, like I said, it's it's scary to be an AFC East or a fan of an AFC uh, team, and it's it's probably scary to be an AFC team because for so long it was dominated by one team. We thought it was going to be dominated by another, and now you have the Chargers and the Bills like racing to to put you know to win um, or you know you know contend for the AFC championship game, which I don't think going back even a year or two anybody thought either one of these teams was going to be contending. For you know, being that deep in the playoffs, and Buffalo does it. Um, Chargers certainly look real, and you know if if and it's not going to happen this season. But if the Colts had consistency at quarterback, I think they'd they'd still be up in that conversation. But yeah, they got a good defense. When you, I mean, they have a good team overall. Like they, they're so good. They copied the Buffalo, you know, formula to success. It's just you had Phillip Rivers, you made it, you lost to Buffalo, fine, whatever. They played but then a damn he good tough. game. He, yes, and I it, it came down to special teams, um, which is you know I I thought it was going to and it did, um, but then you go ahead and Carson Wentz wasn't the best option to pick for quarterback, and then he injures his foot, gets surgery, went from hey maybe he'll be out more than 50% of the season to he's starting week one to he sprained both of his ankles. <laughs> so now he's not playing. So Quentin Nelson is also an IR. Yes. Yeah, and then they just put Quentin Nelson on the IR. So they have a bunch of problems, but really it, it comes down to they don't have quarterback consistency and nothing works if the quarter, you can have as much talent as you want. It'll make the quarterback look decent. But then again, they chose Brett Hundley to go in over like Jacob Eason, uh, who they drafted. Uh, two years. I like ago. Eason. I like Eason. I, I love Eason. Sam Ellinger would have still been a better choice than Brett Hundley uh, in the week's past game. So, um, but yeah, if they can figure out quarterback, I mean, the Colts are probably back in this conversation by the middle of the season, if not the end. Uh, but that's not going to happen this season. They should just no. cut all ties from Carson Wentz and he should go retire. But you know, man, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. When the Colts signed Carson, when they traded for Carson Wentz, I was very concerned. I was thinking, look, man, Carson Wentz has the talent. He has the talent, if we're being honest. We saw what he did in Philadelphia that one year. He was going to be the MVP if he doesn't tear his ACL, right? Um, You know, obviously, they went ahead and won a Super Bowl without him, which just tells you how good of a football team they had, period. Frank Reich was absolute putting on a master class as as far as being an offensive coordinator, which, again, worried me because, of course, Frank Reich is the head coach over there in Indianapolis. So I thought you put that MVP potential talent back with that brilliant offensive coordinating mind, and then they, like you mentioned it yourself, they have a great roster, great defense, great offensive line, and then it seems like the wheels just fell off and Carson Wentz just doesn't look like that guy. And everybody in Philadelphia was saying it to us. They was telling us, they was like, bro, like Carson Wentz is not it. And I'm thinking like, ah, maybe he just had a, you know, a rough time. He'll be fine. And, you know, I'm thinking the Colts are going to be good. And he just doesn't look like he's it, honestly. So, yeah, man, uh, I think you might be right. Maybe they might want to cut ties with Carson Wentz. So, 
Yeah. But um, do you have a game prediction for the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills this week? Like a score? Sure. That's a tough one to gauge. <laughs> yeah, but also like I just I just don't do scores. Like I just I just can't do them. Um, man, it it really is going to come down. I mean, I, I think you and I had this conversation on a live or something last or a couple weeks ago when it came down when it came to Washington, right? And it was both teams have places that they need to improve, and this is the week that they need to, and if they we're going to improve them should be um and just to you know do this uh i was just on twitter and uh akeem uh tweeted out that you know the bills this is essentially the bills time to to beat the chiefs right everything that we just talked about uh, culminates in that tweet and that thought process that mindset that i guess that we all have is that the chiefs are are ripe for a beatdown from buffalo um and like you said, they're probably going to make the, the playoffs either way. Uh, we also have to remember that uh, the league expanded the number of teams that can make the playoffs um, as well in this, in this preseason. But every loss that they take in the regular season is one less game that they have to have that home field advantage if they make the playoffs, if they can get past the wild card game. Um, and, and just go straight to to the you know the divisional and, and conference games. So it's it's obviously a must that we win every week. It's a must that we win now. But when you're playing a team that beat you in the AFC Championship game last year, you must beat them because it's one more game for you to have home field advantage. Um, it's one less game for them to have that, but it's also one less game for them to be able to even make the playoffs. The goal should be to ensure that they don't even get to the playoffs. And if that's by one game, it's by one game. Man, for me, it's kind of like their offense versus our defense is like Mm -hmm. the unstoppable force meeting an immovable object, right? And um, so we'll kind of see who gets the best there, but I expect to give our defense at least some resistance. You know what I mean? Our offense versus their defense is like a bullet versus a tissue paper, right? So, you know, that's that's kind of what gives me the confidence is because it's like, all right, both offenses are amazing, but only one defense is amazing. You know, so if I'm expecting 45 points out of the Buffalo Bills, that means I should hope that my defense only allows 32 points. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping that our defense can get it done. I don't expect to be the number one scoring team in the league after this game. Um, but I am glad that we do have it while we have it because they are balling and they're not even at their full potential. Uh, you know, Micah Hyde said, said his, you know, he said it himself. Um, I believe it was Jaquan Johnson also said it, you know, he said, we're not even playing our best football yet. You know, uh, Josh has said it. We're not, the offense isn't playing their best football yet. I mean, that's visible. You can see that the offense isn't playing the best football. You know, my yeah. brother A. King, A. Rich, excuse me, you know, shout out to A. Rich. He said that the Bills aren't showing their hand. He said he don't think that Dayball is showing his hand and he kind of wants to save it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or believe it, but I got, I hope so. 
Because if, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, I'd love to see you pull out all the stops, you know, in this game. And this would be the game that, you know, we run the, the Chiefs, you know, out of the out of the stadium. And that would be awesome. You know, that would for yeah. sure make us the Super Bowl favorites, especially after the Rams just took that awful loss, um, you know, yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, I listen, I hope so, too. But I think you and I also had this conversation and we talk about football a lot. Um, <laughs> we, um, you know, I think we just had this conversation, too, about Dable and like he makes it so easy for us to love him and he makes it so easy for us to hate him. Um, and again, for me, it goes back to, to the game against Houston in the wild card where you have uh, John Brown throwing to Josh Allen in the end zone. Uh, and then you do nothing for the rest of the game. Um, so I, I'm hoping that he pulls out uh, some, you know, some of the trick plays some of the more complicated ones ones that the guys know and that they've worked on. Uh, so that way, you know, I, I hope he does pull out all, all the stops that he possibly can against the Chiefs without still showing the full hand, you know, because you still have X number of weeks of football to go, not to mention probably, you know, a postseason as well. So, uh, but that said, um, you know, that that is my hope, but also go back to the week before where the offense – uh, the offensive coaching staff reportedly implemented some new plays the day before the game. Um, so, is it, so it's clear. No, it wasn't. Um, I want to say it was Miami. Washington. Oh. My, it was Miami or Washington, um, and they had implemented. Josh said that the reason that they didn't perform that well was. Oh, that was Miami. Um, okay, so Miami was because they they had just implemented some new. Um, some new offensive schemes. Like and he the, said they got comfortable and went back to what they knew in the second half. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, but it at least shows that the offense is looking and that the offensive uh, coaching staff is looking at um, new ways to approach the game, which is, which is awesome. So um, if we can see some of the, that stuff uh, come out against uh, the chiefs, I would definitely be happy that said, Again, Dayball makes it very easy to hate him, so I don't have the confidence that it will. Um, he like like he won't do it against Kansas City, but he'll do it against the Jets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a team that you don't need to. You could go out there and the water boy could walk the ball from end zone to end zone against the Jets and score. That's not the problem. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, no matter what state they're you know, their, their team is in. Yeah. And, um, I agree, but I'm, I'm going to put week one behind me. I was pissed off at Dable after week one, but I'm going to put that behind me. I'm going to say that's an anomaly, right? Considering the bills have scored 35 plus points in like eight of their last nine or nine or last 10, something like that. Um, and the last three weeks, 118 points in three weeks is, is not bad at all. So, you know, and, and not only that, but we're not even executing at our full potential. So I'm going to say that Dayball figures it out, that he's figured it out, and um, I, I think we, we go ahead and get a W uh, this week. I'm very confident, and, um, you know, I, I can't wait, you know, for Sunday night football, you know. I'm um, very excited. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are a worthy opponent, 
And uh, I, I really want to go out there and crush them as bad as I wanted to crush the Houston Texans. If no, absolutely worse. I want to crush them worse. I don't know if that'll happen, but you know, I would like to see it happen. Yeah, you, who, who wouldn't want to see the Bills be the first team to zip the the Chiefs or like hold them to like seventeen points while we score like forty? That'd be nuts. That would be absolutely nuts. Yeah, and it's a, and it's at that point that somebody, um, you know, like uh, Nick Wright would have to say. Yeah, he won't, but he'll, he, you know, he'll have to say, like, you know, hey, you know, the Bills are putting um, the league on notice uh, that they're that good of a team. That said, if we lose, he'll come up with some, you know, or if, if the Chiefs lose, he'll come up with some, you know, erroneous excuses. It's to, not the playoffs. Yeah, it's not the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. Or, you know, Mahomes uh, was distracted from his brother's TikTok or something. Something <laughs> that only um, Nick will only make sense to him. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, but man, I, I really appreciate you coming through, man. It was, yeah, it's always a pleasure talking to you, bro. I can't wait for our show to start. Uh, when is that premiere? One more time. Let me know. October. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a minute because we just uh, we kind of talked we just kind of brushed over it in the beginning. Um, so I had an idea after I first uh, joined Built in Buffalo um, about taking you know that Monday morning quarterbacking type thing that we see all on Twitter um, to an official show, and so we came up with uh, armchair GMs, and uh, you know we've all kind of dubbed you the GM. Uh, and, and so it may, it just made sense and, and we're, we're, we do pretty well together. Um, so, uh, we are premiering October 12th. So next Tuesday, um, it's an every Tuesday show. Cause that allows us to go over Thursday, Saturday, uh, you know, once we get to the end of the year, but like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and Monday, and Monday football. So October 12th, uh, is when we'll premiere. Uh, the show on LDG Sports and Entertainment. So that's my that's kind of my group that I was with, and uh, we now have an affiliation with Built in Buffalo. Um, so we've all you know we've been kind of cultivating some shows and stuff, and we're even in conversations to add more, both from a Built in Buffalo side um, down to LDG, and then also adding a couple more shows. I added one today. Um, and so adding even a couple more shows. So there's going to be so much content, even, you know, non-Buffalo content, which is going to be great because we're going to be able to, to touch on so many more subjects. Um, and you guys are going to start seeing guys like Justice come down a lot more. You're going to start seeing guys from other built-in Buffalo shows come down a lot more. Um, A-Rich is, is actually really involved um, in what's going on down there too. So hopefully he'll awesome. be able to get some shows. Um, so yeah, man, there's, there's so much that go, that's going on already content wise. Um, mm -hmm. we're probably going to be the biggest, if, if not already, we're probably going to be the biggest, uh, content producers, uh, when it comes to podcasts and shows. Absolutely. And we're already on our way and you know, that oh, yeah. this partnership is just going to increase that tenfold. So definitely looking forward to, I mean, forward to we've already been working together for a little while now and it's, yeah. it's been a pleasure obviously you know we, we've yeah. done a ton of productions already and we just started working together like maybe two three weeks ago something like that um yeah so this is my second time on here we've done a couple of live shows together you produced uh, the power hour which uh is the live show that i do with uh, dj um 
and the guys from IC Mike. Mike. Yep. So, um, and I've only been on one. As soon as I came back, I had to, I couldn't do it again. So, but I'm good. I'm good from now till what's next? Till November. So I'm good from um, from now till November. I'm good. Um, okay. But yeah, so, so you've produced that. I've been on Windchill twice. Uh, I couldn't make uh, first round by earlier this week. Um, uh, unfortunately, what was that last night? Something last Friday. Yeah, so last Friday I couldn't make it, um, but we said that you know, next next time that you guys uh, need a guest or whatever, that that I'll come on again. And then you were on the Ryan C show mm-hmm. um, already, uh, and then yeah, I and then I I have uh, the LDG uh, shows are all premiering this week, so maybe I'll get you on again um, sometime this week, but. Sounds good, man. You know, I'm always down to do some content. People criticize me for it, but hey, man, I love the Bills. I love football. I love talking well, about it. We also, we also want to make sure that you get a, a breather every now and then. Like, make sure you <laughs> take a shower. Like, you're always on a mic. You're always listening. I'm at work during the day. I work at home. So, like, I'm at home during the day, and you're, like, you're in the group chat. You're texting people. And then I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then it, like, work day ends. And you're on Twitter. You're on every show that's on every night. Like we recorded for the Ryan C show, and you had an hour before you went live with Izzy. So <laughs> you, yeah, you, you are on every. We just want to make sure that you're like taking showers and like. What are you doing that? And you're fine. We just we yeah. just want to make sure that you're good. Well, I, I appreciate the concern. You know, I'm just, just trying to be great, man. Just just trying to do what I got to do. Look, man, I just started content creating this year. Um, there's people with years of of this stuff, you know, and they're way far ahead of me, you know, and, and I want to be the best. You know what I mean? I want to I want to be a, one of the greats. I want to be one of the guys that people look up. You know what I mean? I, I want to be like that. So, you know, I'm, I just I have no problem with working hard. You know, I just want to work as hard as I possibly can. And look, man, it's not a problem for me. Like I said, it's not a job when, when it's what you love. You know what I mean? Even before I was a content creator, I was watching every single YouTube video that even involved the Buffalo Bills and any, anything else like that. So, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm just, just, just working, <laughs> but um, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, I really, really look forward to the armchair GMs. Look forward to what everything else that um, LDG uh, as the sports entertainment, uh, you know, it brings to the table. Um, yeah, man, definitely. We'll have to do this again. Um, so um, thank you to Ryan C for joining us. Do you want to let everybody know where they can follow you and also where, where your platforms are found? Yeah. So um, you follow me on Twitter at Ryan C show underscore B I B. That's my personal um, or you can follow uh, LDG Sports and Entertainment on Twitter at VLDGSE. Uh, again, that is at VLDGSE. Um, and you'll find all of the updates. Uh, so we don't really do news. We're leaving that up to Built in Buffalo um, to post the news. Um, but anytime that you know we put a new show out, we have shows pretty much almost every day of the week now. Uh, at least one scheduled for pretty much every day of the week. Uh, in addition to a couple of biannual ones. Um, but we're covering everything from sports betting to football to hockey um, to wrestling. And uh, we just added our first entertainment-based podcast. Uh, it's kind of like a, like a low-budget Joe Rogan, uh, but it's great. I've been on a couple of times. Um, 
it's called the Sunday Morning Funk Cast that a friend of mine does. Uh, so that first episode drops actually October 10th. So this week is premiere week for us. So definitely tune in to uh, LDG Sports on Twitter, and you'll get all the updates and the link to where you can find our shows. Absolutely, man. That sounds amazing. Sounds like, you know, just the array of different categories is definitely going to reach out across you know, oh, yeah. a lot of demographics. So that's yeah, pretty awesome. We're, we're working on, we're working on a lot more. So that's yeah, the topics. So only, only up from here. Can't, can't only wait to up. see it flourish and grow. <laughs> uh, but I do want to thank every single one of you guys for listening and tuning in and supporting Built in Buffalo as always. We really appreciate every single one of the clicks, the views, the likes, the shares, the listens, the, you know, all of it, man. We appreciate all of it. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to my uh, my man Ryan for, for coming on you know, the show. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to The Wind Chill Factor with your host, Justice General. Be sure to catch Justice every Tuesday only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.